Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's our new Discord chat with other Heat fans and us all day long on what's going to be 10 different channels. It's just $2.99 per month. That's not per channel. That's for the whole thing. You can find the link right here on the podcast feed as well as the youtube feed and pinned to the top of the five reasons twitter page also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network i actually just ordered some stuff from here you should check it out as well go to shoptubculture.com that's shoptubculture.com you're going to want to use the code five because any order over 20 bucks or more you get 10 percent off this is a great local business they're miami heat fans you know maybe this may not be for you but maybe it's for someone special in your life they use all handmade Gentle, natural ingredients with no animal testing. Check it out. They got a, they have really cool stuff on there. You want beer bath bombs? They actually have those there. So check it out. Shoptubculture.com. Again, that's shoptubculture.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get 10% off your order of 20 bucks or more. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yikes. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And Greg Sylvander, you can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Thanks to those of you. We had almost 200 people on there today who were with us on playback. or with Eternal Sean and I as we kind of went through everything as we started to find out the injuries. That's what we're going to cover today. Today's floor plan. What do the Heat do at point guard now that they're going to be without Terry Rozier and Josh Richardson? for an extended period of time. We'll get into the length of those injuries. And again, if the solutions are in-house or if they've got to go out of house on them. But again, make sure you're checking out playback because we're doing those just about every day now, whether it's during the game or between games. And uh, we're building a great community there and it's free. So download the playback app and just look for the five reasons sports room. All right, let's get to the news today. And uh, in one case, I think it was better than expected. And in the other case, it was worse than expected. I didn't come out of yesterday thinking that Terry Rozier was going to most likely be back before Josh Richardson. Um, we talked to Josh at his locker after the game. He said that his shoulder, excuse me, his shoulder popped out and popped back in. Um, you never know how bad the dislocation is or if anything else got damaged. Terry Rozier, we did not get a chance to talk to after the game. In fact, there was some confusion about what exactly was wrong with him because Eric Spolstra, it looked like a knee, but Eric Spolstra uh, told TV after the third quarter that it was actually an ankle. It was a knee. And here are the results. The MRI results came back. Josh Richardson 
is going to be out weeks. That was the way it was put. He'll be evaluated in a few weeks. He does have a separated shoulder. Again, it looked like it, but we thought maybe he might be back a little bit sooner. Uh, you look at previous injuries there. Dwayne Wade has had that injury. Others have had that injury. Again, you don't know the extent uh, player to player, but it, it it's going to be at least a month, it looks like, uh, before we see Josh again. Terry Rozier, though, the news is better. And I talked to a couple of Heat people this morning who were concerned. Um, they were worried about how this would play out. So this is a pretty good result. It was diagnosed as a sprained knee, but anything could be diagnosed as a sprained knee, taken from someone who's had a bunch of them. Um, but there was no ACL compromise. So that's the good news. Um, what ligament was damaged? I, I heard it was an MCL, but I don't want to go too far out there on that. But it doesn't appear to be any significant cartilage damage, which is another uh, good news aspect of this. And he could be back like within a week of the All-Star break. That's what I heard today. It could be as early as that. And I know Ira got similar information that it could be right after the break. So in light of that, in light of the fact, Greg, that they traded Kyle Lowry, in light of the fact that Drew Smith is out for the season with a torn ACL, they released RJ Hampton. They just brought up Alondis Williams, but he's not really a point guard. What the hell are they going to do with the position for the next at least couple of weeks? Uh, this season has been such a drag, and this continues to be that way. I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but they need a player to contribute fast um, unless they're going to unleash uh, Nico Jovic as the new point guard for the Miami Heat. I don't know what other – roster options you really have you got to go outside uh i had heard earlier today that um there's a chance it could be that they bet on someone internally that's already in the program knows the plays etc i don't know if that's in sioux falls or if they mean somebody that's already on the roster um but that it, it's a tall ask because they were already um in a situation where you were trying to figure out the rotation, then you were down Jimmy. So that was going to be a major adjustment. And now you've lost two key pieces in the backcourt. So you really, where you were going into the buyout market, thinking that maybe you were going to take your time and see what, what developed and then go out and get some size. Now you really need to maybe potentially use a 10 day contract, or I don't know if they're going to promote another player within the system, et cetera. Maybe somebody gets a standard contract here eventually like Jamal Kane, so that they open up a two way spot for a guard, but it's a weird spot to be in because you don't want to use up your exception money um, on non veteran minimum players. So these buyout guys, like if you pick one of them and it's a guard, that might be your only buyout addition and you didn't want to make it be about a guard if all these guys are going to be back so i think it's about short-term fits and um i have a sneaky sense that they're going to try to get it done primarily inside internally i mean um with maybe one stopgap option coming in just to get them through a few weeks all right so let's go through the options uh, and, and before i do i should say this jimmy butler is not going to play uh he's still dealing obviously with uh with a personal situation and, and there's really no timetable for when he's going to be back. I had heard at the game the other night, he, he would not make this trip. Uh, so I don't expect him to join the team in Philadelphia. So he's out through the all-star break. They don't play again until almost the end of the month uh, against OKC. They start a, a four game trip. So they, they've got, Oh no, excuse me, New Orleans. They got New Orleans. So they, they, they start in New Orleans and then they go out West. They, they have a four game trip there. You know, so we'll see if Jimmy's back for that. But of course, that takes another ball handler out of the equation, right? So, so you already, you already don't have Rozier. Uh, Lowry's gone. You don't have Jimmy. So this is going to put a lot more, I think, on Tyler, um, on Hawkes, on Bam, uh, at least until these guys are back. But Alice, let's go through some of the options here. Uh, Jamari Bouye is in their program. They they 
they got him out of the program. He went to Portland. He came back to the program. He's played pretty well, but it doesn't seem like that's a slam dunk for them just to promote him. So I'm not sure that's going to happen. They've also, we talked about this on our thread today. They've got, they signed Josh Christopher recently. It's a player that we had talked about in the off season. So he's down there, but he's not really a true point guard either. Alondis Williams has some point guard attributes, but he's really more of a, a, a small two guard, a small physical two guard than he is, is a point guard. And then outside the program, we've talked about buyout options. Delon Wright's one, but he's on a team right now. Um, Corey Joseph is one. I know that they've at least done some due diligence on, uh, am I missing somebody? It doesn't seem like, and before we go to the Jovic Hakez and other options internally, I know, I know Sean's in favor of the Hakez option, uh, getting more minutes and more ball handling reps. Oh, wh- where do they go here? Where would you go here? So before I go to where do I think they go, I guess a couple other point guard names that are out there that we can throw in, not that they're going to excite anybody, but Ish Smith, right? The guy's been around and is damn near been on every team, it feels like, since he's been in the NBA. And obviously just a vet point guard who has a certain baseline um, where it's like, you know, he, he, he knows what he's doing. And his game is his game, and everybody knows what it is. Like, he's always been a speedy point guard, even if he's kind of old now. He still, he still moves pretty well out there. You know, he can get to the mid-range. He can... That's that's a stopgap option if I've ever heard one, along with Corey Joseph. Like those are the, those are like to me like the most stopgap type of name. So I wouldn't be surprised both if they went one of those. Both have killed the Heat in the past, by the way, Alex. But both Great both point. are random scrub Heat killers, especially Smith. Smith has killed them on every oh team God. he's ever played on. Yeah, they might just sign him off of that because they're like, oh, this this guy is really good. <laughs> no, but in, in in all seriousness, the you know we. Can we throw Goron in there? No, I'm not even being serious about that. It's I, I want to have like... that conversation before the podcast is over. We're gonna go, go through the others because we do need to touch on that at least. I don't know if we need to, and I'm and I'm just saying, <laughs> trying to be nice to Goron. But I don't know. I don't know that he he can actually play for them. But I would like him just for the vibes, and then like he could play during this time without Terry. But it's not like the best option. And as far as the other guys who may be out there, who may be out there are like the younger guys, right? So Killian Hayes is still out there. Who was the seventh pick in the twenty twenty draft? I want to say, but also, also not really, also not really a point guard though, right? That's a, he's he's, he's a, a little guard. higher upside, but yeah, he's been playing point guard his whole career. So I mean, and yeah, I mean, not that I'm I'm not that I'm in on him, but then the other guys that are kind of in that class that are available right now are James Booknight, who who was on the Hornets, was also in the twenty twenty one draft, I believe, who was a a lottery pick, and Kyra Lewis, was he also twenty twenty one? He might have been. He might have been. But uh, Kyra Lewis Jr. Yeah. And the Heat liked him pre-draft. Everyone. Mm. Well, yeah, he was. He he was a uh, the guy that I would be more interested in, just because I feel like he hasn't really gotten a lot of time yet. So we don't even really know what it is. Where, where, I mean, what he is. Where like Killian Hayes has had plenty of time, even though it was a bad team and all that. Like Pistons fans really wanted him out of there. So I don't know if that's a great sign. Uh, but yeah, those are the guys that are out there. And I guess if I had to guess where they're gonna go, I. I I would be surprised if they actually signed somebody to do this, especially now with the news that it's not a season ending thing. And since they only have the one roster spot available, they can get to two if they wave drew. Um, I don't know if they're going to want to do it on a point guard option just for some weeks. Cause I do think you can just kind of play Jovic and Alondis. And I, and I think that's usually like their MO is to try to address things like this internally. Again, especially since it's not a season ending injury. So we've seen them run like Jovic at, point guard before i think they're probably just going to go back to it and they just signed alondis so like now is the time to give him some go and just kind of see what you have in him and i think he's he's pretty interesting man i think he can really play make out of the 
attacking. Not that he's like a true point guard, but I think the fact that he is so good getting into the paint, I think he can play out of that. And I feel good about that. He's very physical, can hit the mid-range, has been a much better three-point shooter this season for the Sky Force. So I, I'm, I'm expecting him to, to address it internally, knowing that Rozier, you know, won't be out for the rest of the season. Well, Justin Champagne, how do you pronounce his name? I never know. Uh, Justin Champagne, Champagne, Champagne. Champagne. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, something like that. He's down there too. He's also not a true point guard. Um, so they have they have some of these options. See, I would expect Josh wasn't playing point guard either. So I I, I mean, let's address these two things separately. Uh, the the Josh absence, I think they'll plug that with Jamal Kane. Like I, I, if you're gonna have or Jamal Kane at this point on the two way or Alondis, I, I think they're gonna plug it with them and maybe more minutes for Caleb. More Hawkins's minutes have been down since he's come back, so you could give him a little bit more. And then you mentioned Jovic, who's a different style player. So on the Josh front, I think it's gonna be more about getting a perimeter, getting a wing defender in there more so than someone who's a distributor. Rozier is is a bigger question, and I think ultimately what's gonna happen here is the ball's gonna be in Jimmy's hands more. Like. Once he's back, like I, I feel like once he's back, coming back from the All Star break, again, nobody knows how someone deals with grief, and nobody's going to rush him, and nobody should. But whenever it is that he feels right, I think once he comes back, uh, you know, that'll be a way to energize him. I think as a basketball player, is put the ball more, more in his hands, and then have him make more plays for others. So I could see them going that direction. I guess the other part of this, though, is we've talked a lot about them going out and getting some size with the other with the buyout option and now it almost feels like greg that that's is that out the window like i mean do you even see that seriously inquire about gallinari or thad young when you've got this other issue that seems more pressing i kind of think you do i i think that you need to be patient and hope that you can just make it through the next few weeks with what you have and um and then address size because if you're looking at this more at a macro level than you know day over day they're going to need that size they're going to need extra um even if it's just for fouls even if it's just for height um i that's how i would approach it i wouldn't make a, a drastic move for a guy um and like use your buyout money like let's say because I, I don't know who of those options may command a pro like, what do you think about the young guy scenario? Because I feel like with what you're saying, it lends to the idea that maybe they go after a Cairo who doesn't have uh, as big of a of a contract minimum as, as a to that. So point. they don't have to you, you don't have to go into the taxpayer mid level. And I feel like since they can just waive Drew Smith and eat that contract and and not be, you know, like they're not worried about getting to the second apron with doing that. I feel like now I'm starting to talk myself into that scenario a little bit. Like it actually it might be the way that they go. Well, no, well I, I think the reason that's kind that of a hedge play itself, isn't it? Well, right. Well, I, I think the reason that it makes some sense is that if Rozier's not going to be out for the season, and you see so you're still playing for this year, because I, I really did feel like if Rozier was out for the year, just fold it up. I mean, they wouldn't fold it up. We know that they don't fold up under any circumstances. But I mean, they so desperately needed what Rozier was providing, even if he wasn't shooting well. And his shot looks fine. Like Alex and I and Brady talk about it every game. His shot looks fine. They just go all go in and out. Like it felt like once he slows down a little bit, that some of those will actually start to go down. But they needed what he provided. That honestly, I to me, I was like, they won't punt on the season. But I think in our heads we would like I I, I and, and I think then it becomes about okay uh, don't 
<laughs> don't go make any patch moves here. Don't go get size. What's the point? If he's going to be back, I think it makes more sense to look at a developmental project like a Kira Lewis or someone like that who might actually stay in your program. Like, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm not a huge Killian Hayes fan because I did watch a little bit of Detroit basketball and I, he is maddeningly inconsistent. And I, I think he would drive them insane. There's clear upside there, but I don't know. But the Kira Lewis option is interesting. I mean, if you're just going to plug a guy in, Ish Smith or Corey Joseph is fine for two, three weeks. I mean, I, their guys, they'll come in, they'll learn the system, and they're used to being shipped all over the place. So, I mean, they played in a million different places. So they have to assimilate with the system. Spo make it easy on them. They're not going to be playing more than 10, 12 minutes anyway. It's just to kind of get you through. Um, but I might take a look at a developmental project then, uh, you know, somebody to get in your program and and see how it works. Look, they picked up Chris. We talked about Christopher the whole offseason. They ended up picking him up. So they're taking a look at him now, too, even though, again, he's not a true point guard. All right. On the other side, um, I want to put this in the big picture context a little bit more. And I do want to mention Goron because I, I, I think we should because fans are asking about it. Uh, before we do, I want to mention a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Water Cleanup of Florida. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. This is your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop. If you've got any kind of a leak, call them, okay? They, they do a great job with leak detection, preventative maintenance. Get someone in there before there's a problem. We know the insurance company doesn't always take care of it for you and they're just really good honest people they're based in boca raton they service the entire uh area though so all the way down to date even monroe county so check them out water cleanup of florida again that's wcufl.com if you've got the schmutz they got the guts this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day go for a run take a nap maybe check the stats of the latest miami heat game i've got a better idea A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. All right, let, let's talk Goron, and then we'll try to put, we'll wrap this in, in a big picture here. Um, I just think the circumstances, the timing with Goron has been all off all year long. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it, it felt to me like they might look at him, and clearly he wanted to be in Miami, and that was the only team he was going to play for and then Drew Smith blows out his knee. And so then you've got the guarantee there, which gave you less flexibility to do it. And now he's announced this like mega star retirement party game yeah. uh, overseas. It's just like once a guy has, first thing, I don't know if he can still play or not. He didn't play a lot last year anyway. We obviously know he'd be great for the vibes. This team could use a little of his attitude, I think. Um, I think Goran probably would have stepped up for Duncan yesterday. But that's a whole nother uh, conversation uh, that we had on playback today. 
but I, I, I just, I think the timing's off. Like once a guy retires, he retires. Like it's just, it's, it's a good. I mean, do, do you see any way they would look at that option? I mean, they, they brought Mario mm. Chalmers back, even though he didn't play for them. I mean, that to me that means like I'm not ruling it a hundred percent out because I no, never thought can't. I would see Rio go to Sioux Falls. You know what I mean? Like even though Spo didn't get him in the game. On a 10-day contract, it's possible. But I just, I ultimately think that they've moved in other directions. And who knows, maybe Goran's kind of moved in other directions. You know, he may be enjoying his family and kind of like, because he announced that, he's ready to take a step back. And you know, I don't know where where he, how he feels about that situation at this current moment. To your point, it just seems like those past crossing again, timing just wasn't right. I think the unfortunate thing too would be I felt kind of bad about how the Chalmers thing played out that he never got in and then he was gone. And I just, I think it'd be a weird deal if you brought Goran back and then he didn't end up getting minutes. And then he definitely doesn't get minutes when Rozier comes back. I don't, I don't know. I, again, I feel like unfortunately for a lot of different reasons, uh, cause I think everybody loves Goran. Uh, th- I think that chapter is, has kind of closed. Let, let's look at this from the big picture perspective guys before we close. So we've talked so much about staying out of the plan. Cleveland's run away from Miami. The Knicks have run away from Miami, even with the injuries, right? Boston's run away from Miami. Milwaukee is in danger of running away from Miami. I mean, you're already at four. Philadelphia maybe comes back to the pack, but now you've got your own injuries to deal with. Indiana, they they incorporating a new player. We'll see how that goes. Um I mean, do you guys have any hope now if they're if if Rozier's out three weeks or something like that? If that's what again, you get the All Star break, so you get you get a week there, a week buffer for him to heal. But I mean, it, I pulled this today, and I think fifty eight percent of Heat fans think they're staying out of the play in. Greg, do you? Uh, no, I think that they will be. This cemented them as a play in team, unfortunately, and um, they're going to have to go the hard route, and that's just the way that that will go. I just don't see a way that they're going to climb out of that unless they do something really drastic when all the pieces are back. But so I don't know how to analyze that. So to me, I'm at a spot where I think now they're in the play in. And sometimes, you know, Ethan, you and I have talked about this on shows. Sometimes seasons just never get off the ground. And I started this episode by saying what a drag this has been. And ever since the summer, there's been just vibes of not getting off the ground the way you had had hoped and here we are now. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. I, I, this is, um, I'd love to see them respond. Uh, this is the type of moment where they shut people up like me who kind of at this current moment feel like I'm a little bit down on where their upside is for the rest of this year. So hopefully they shut me up. But I'm, I feel like this is inevitably a playing situation now. And that's the unfortunate part of this is that I know it'll be said, well, we weren't healthy. But there was a period of time they were healthy, and they didn't play well enough. It just comes down to that. That seven-game losing streak, I mean, you had to get two or three of those. Like, I mean, they weren't even competitive in three of them. And so, I mean, they've been essentially a mediocre team this year. Like, I mean, there's no way around it. They were a mediocre team last year, but actually the net rating's worse this year. And I like the talent on the roster better, and I continue to hold to that. They just coughed up too many games – and they put themselves in a position where they left themselves almost no margin for error. And here's the error, right? They got a couple of key injuries. I think they can overcome. And due respect to Josh, who was playing better lately and was shooting like 45% from three over the past couple of weeks. But, I mean, look, the point of attack defense wasn't what you expected. He's a minimum player. Like, you have to 
accept what he is at this stage of his career. They were getting better than minimum production, but he was a minimum player. Jamal Cain should be able to plug some of that hole. But look, you banked on one move, and it was the Rozier move, and then something unfortunate happens. And I, again, I know, and Alex, I'll let you close on your thoughts on this, but I know we're going to hear, well, like, you know, you know, they traded for Dragic and Bosch got sick or, you know, they uh, going way back, you know, they traded for all those guys and so got sick or, uh, you know, Oladipo, they counted on Oladipo last year and he blew out his knee again. Right. I mean, and got hurt a couple of times and we're going to hear that kind of stuff, but honestly you had your opportunities, you squandered them. And now I think Greg's right. You, you are at best case scenario is the six. Like you have to hope that Philly free falls. I think like I, that's really yeah. where they're at right now. hundred percent on that part. I'm, I'm with Leif in the sense that, like, if I had to bet on it right now, I would bet on the Heat being a playing team just with the way it's looking. But I do think, like, today's news helped, um, obviously helped in the sense that Terry will be back sooner than later. And I think, you know, I feel better about them having to weather that for just, like, a short period of time as opposed to the rest of the season, which is kind of really hard to do, right? Especially since you were just changing a lot of things about your offense, especially when him and Tyler were sharing the floor together. It's part of the starting lineup. And I feel like, um, you know, Tyler can just go back to being more on ball for a little bit and they'll play Jovic, they'll play Alondis, maybe they get a stopgap point guard or not. But I feel like they can like I feel better about them weathering this period without Terry. Um, and I feel like th- they can come out of it outside of the playing, but I, I wouldn't bet on it. You know what I mean? Like and and like Leif said, they've done this type of stuff before where like every time you feel like you kind of count them out, they come right back. And it's like, yeah, they 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 didn't win as much as you wanted to when they're healthy. And then maybe they win a little bit more when than you expect when they're not healthy. Like, I mean, for all we know, they go and beat Milwaukee <laughs> in Milwaukee now. And that would be just pretty funny. I mean, look, the Bucks defense is terrible. Maybe the Heat get hot. and But th- that's the type of stuff you'll be depending on without Terry and obviously without Jimmy in this period as well. Um, but I do think, like, after the All-Star break, when Jimmy's back, I mean, I, I don't know exactly when Jimmy's going to be back, but whenever Jimmy's back, I feel decent that they'll be able to still be like in a decent enough spot where the plane is not, out, I mean, getting out of the plane is not out of the question, but it, it is, the odds are going to be against them for sure. And that's, that's what they love to do, right? They love to have the odds against them. Well, and they won't be able to sit guys at the end of the year to get out of the plane because it's going to be a fight one way or the other. Uh, the crazy thing about this team, you're right. They'll win games. We don't expect them to win. And they lost a lot of games that they should have won. I like their chances better in a seven-game series against virtually any team in the East, even Boston, honestly, because I look, they played Boston even, even with all everything I got. Think about how many bad things happened to them Sunday. First, no Jimmy. You find out right before the game, okay? Totally deflating. The Richardson injury, the Rozier injury, the Robinson situation where nobody stuck up for him, which again is they were shooting well. The the Celtics were shooting well and the Heat weren't. I, I, everything was against them. And those five guys on the floor, give them credit. Uh, Duncan, Tyler, uh, it was Duncan, Tyler, Haywood, uh, Caleb, and Bam. They fought. They fought to the end. If Haywood makes a three, that thing looks different. Plus Tatum, I, again, I said this. I know he didn't I know he, I know he didn't take any free throws and Boston fans are all over me. I have never seen a, a star get away with more offensive fouls than Jason Tatum. It is he literally clears out, swings his elbows, nothing happens. And the Heat, I think we're frustrated with some of that. They were right in that thing at the end. So I, I trust them more to get their bleep together in a playoff series than I do them 
figuring out a way to get out of the plan. And 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 I, I think the concern is because I know Spo talked more about seeding this year than he had previously. I think he didn't want I know he didn't want them to have to fight out of that again. The concern is though that some of them start to process, well, we did this last year. So we don't have to go full tilt at the end. Let's just settle into the seven or eight and dig our way out of it. They should still try to get the six or the five if they can. But I think home court in the first round is gone. Uh, this Cleveland run that they had, Mitchell is playing like an MVP candidate right now. He pulled him up. The Knicks, Brunson's playing like an MVP candidate right now. And I, I hate to say this, and again, Jimmy, when Jimmy comes back, you know, again, take his time. And obviously he gets a pass for, for whatever happens when he's not there. But there were a lot of games he didn't play like an MVP candidate this year. And unfortunately, that that's, you know, that's the cushion that these other teams were given. Mitchell and Brunson have been going full tilt. And Jimmy hasn't. And so you're not where you should be. And now I something happens. A about, lot of things happen. Sorry to interrupt. I feel like the things that you can feel good about for when he does come back is how he was looking before. He went out yes. and and the and the defense as a whole kind of somewhat getting back to normal. Not that they've been elite, but I feel like those are and you know them moving the ball has been the, the pretty way decent. they play defense. The way they play defense on Sunday without him is good enough. If they play that kind of defense, I I, I trust them in a playoff series to figure some things out. But I don't want to put it all on Jimmy. Look, Tyler here has got to be better than he was in the first half yesterday against Boston. Like he cannot have empty halves. He can't. Like they don't have the cushion right now. And if he's, if he considers himself a star, he's got to play like one, at least on the offensive end. Like I liked a lot of things he did on the second half on both ends, but that's where they're at right now. They, their margin for error is gone. It is gone in this season. And that's what happens in NBA seasons. All right. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Alex. I got through this podcast without coughing too much. That's a, that's a step. Shop subculture.com. Use the code five water cleanup of Florida. Uh, and join everybody, join us on playback uh, Tuesday night against the Bucks. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.